Amen. This will be our best quarter of 2023. Get your expectation up. This is your best quarter, and you're going to have to do your grow-up things if you want to see that happen. You're going to have to stay faithful. You're going to have to stay disciplined. You're going to have to not be distracted. You're going to have to just penetrate and saturate your mind with the word of God. You got to think the word. You got to speak the word. You got to do the word, and you have to expect the goodness of God. What am I talking about today? I'm talking today about I just believe God. If you were here last week, you know that Pastor Edwin and I came back to finish up a series and we just started talking about I just believe God. We're my champions that just believe God. No, I just believe God. And we got so stared up that we never looked at one of our notes. We were like, no, I just believe God. Where are my people that's like, no, I just believe God. I heard you when you said that this was our, um, that, that, that this was our best quarter, Pastor Sean. And I just believe God. I don't have to know how I'm going to get here. I don't have to know what I'm going to do, but I just believe God. God, and I'm going to follow God into the best season of my life. Come on. I feel God on that. No, I just believe God and I am following God into the best season of my life. And guess what? It's going to get better in 2024. I'm going up and up and up. Why? Because we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And I'm not going to be moved by what I see. And I have purposed in my heart. That even as the world gets dark, the light around me will increase. I will see increase. I will see favor. I will have wisdom. I will have miracles. No, I just believe God. So anyway, that's what we talked about last week. And we got super, super excited about that. How many of you also got excited about that? I love what Latoya says, and it's only going to get better. See, you have to take that by faith. You have to take that by faith when your credit is looking crazy. You have to take that by faith when it looks like there are no jobs. You have to take that by faith when you've got a negative doctor's report. You've got to take that by faith. We are champions and we walk by faith. I I am following God into the best season of my life. And I encourage you to come with me. So we talked about that. And then on Friday night, I did a mindset makeover. And if you was there, you were there. And if you weren't, when they sent out the opportunity for you to purchase, I promise you should get it. Without question, I think it is the top three class I have ever taught. I would give it number one. Right now, it's the best class I have ever taught. And God did something special in that class. And he gave me a way to communicate the information that really helped the participants receive it. And so today, I want to use that same format to talk about believing God, right? So that's what we're going to do, right? Believing God or walking by faith is paramount for the believer it is non-negotiable. Walking by faith is non-negotiable. If you expect to see what God has for you, you must understand that walking by faith is non-negotiable. It is non-negotiable. Faith is such a critical part of the kingdom that scripture tells us that without faith, we cannot please God. Without faith, we cannot please God. That is why walking by faith is non-negotiable. Because without faith, we cannot please God. That means that as believers, everything we do should be by faith. If we're at that job, we should be at that job by faith. If we're in that house, we should be in that house by faith. If we're in a relationship, we should be in a relationship by faith. And one of the things that we teach you at this ministry is what? Faith starts where the will of God is known, right? Believing God, walking by faith is a big deal. In fact, we cannot underestimate the importance of walking by faith because we cannot even receive Jesus if we do not believe it by faith. Walking by faith. 
Believing God is a big deal and we cannot underestimate the difference, the, um, the power. We cannot underestimate the importance of walking by faith. And here's something we really need to understand, that if we fail to walk by faith, we will never access all of the goodness has for the God has for us, which leads to a lifetime of frustration because you can look in the scripture and see that wealth and riches should be in your house. You can look in the scripture and see that peace should be yours. You can look in the scripture and see that you have a divine right to favor and you will live on the outskirts of it. You must walk by faith to come in the house of benefits that God has for us. Tell your neighbor, walking by faith is non-negotiable. Now, we must be instructed in faith. If we are not instructed in faith, we do not learn how to walk by it. Think about it. Anybody who is a good athlete has been instructed in that. Anybody who is a great musician has been instructed in that. There is instruction to walking by faith. So we spend the rest of our lives learning how to grow in our faith. In this lesson, my goal is to help you understand the power of believing God and the practical things you must do to just believe God. I know we say just believe God, but just believing God comes with some practical steps. There are things you must do. Can you turn and tell your champion neighbor, there are things you must do. There are things you must do. And if you do not do them, this is so important for you to understand. If you do not do them, you will miss out on all of the goodness God has for you. And you will watch other people be blessed and you will live in a life of perpetual frustration. I need you to hear this. God's love for you does not exempt you from walking by faith. God's love for you. It is so important for us to understand this. God does not make an exemption for us. God does not say, hey, Sean, I know you grew up in this kind of church or so-and-so. I know you didn't grow up in the kingdom at all. And so I'm going to suspend my principles of faith for you and you don't have to walk by them. No, every believer must walk by faith. We must walk by faith. I love this, right? As we say at Fellowship of Champions, faith is supernatural. It is not magic. Faith is supernatural. It is not magic. Why do we stress the point that faith is not magic? We stress the point that faith is not magic because many believers walk around with a mindset that says, if God wants me to have it, he's just going to do it. So we do things like say the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous while we sit on our couch and watch judge shows and don't do anything that would bring increase in. We say health, we say health belongs to us while we continue to eat the way that we eat. In fact, the other week I put on my Facebook page and I said, you cannot pray. You cannot eat like crap and then pray for God to take the calories and the negative things out your food. And I literally had sincere believers ask me why we couldn't do that if everything was possible in God. And that is why it's so important for us to be instructed by faith, because if not, we expect God to be magic instead of teaching us to live in the supernatural. We all have a role to play. So what we're going to do today in our teaching is that we're going to look at this lesson, this teaching of faith, this teaching of I just believe God, and we're going to cover it in several ways. Number one, I'm going to give you some faith scriptures. Number two, I'm going to remind you of our faith definition. Number three, I'm going to talk to you about the faith benefits and the faith expectations. Number four, I'm going to give you the faith daily practices. That's your part, what you need to do. And then we're going to end with the faith declaration that our admin, Santresa, will send out when she sends out the weekly email. So if you're on the list, you should look for it. And if you're not on the list, you should get on the list. So let's start with our faith scriptures. If you're ready, say, let's go. Let's go. 
So we're going to use this formula. We're going to do our scripture. We're going to do our definition. We're going to do our benefits and our expectations. We're going to do our daily practice because when we end, I want you to know what you should be doing every day because what gets measured gets results. So I want you to know what you should be doing every day so that you can look at your own life and see whether you are in alignment as a person who is walking by faith. So let's look at our faith scriptures, and we have quite a few scriptures, but guess what? We don't come close to touching all of the faith scriptures. Let's start with Hebrews 11 and 1 in the King James Version. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. If you remember when we did our faith teaching, we also looked at this in the Moffat translation. It says, now faith means we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. So faith is our confidence of what we hope for. And if faith starts where the will of God is known, it is what God says that convinces of us of what we do not see. It is not just what we desire. It is not what is just happening for somebody else. What God says is what convinces us that what we do not see is coming into our reality. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 and 6 in the Amplified says, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God. Oh man, I love this translation. It says you cannot walk with God and please him for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. I cannot even walk with God if I don't believe him. Now, listen, you think about it because the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So think about it. It is not Bible faith to just believe that the universe provides, even if you believe that the universe provides wealth. Why? Because you must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder. It's not enough for you you to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you're going to heaven in the sweet by and by, you must believe God rewards those who walk with him, who earnestly and diligently seek him. Now, this just made me think about something. Pastor Edwin, everybody knows that Pastor Edwin has his famous list. He has this list that he does every day. I'm not trying to be funny. He on vacation. He might have a list today of all the things he needed to do. He definitely had a list of things yesterday he needed to do to make sure they got to the game on time. Well, one of the things that sometimes when Pastor Edwin has a really big list, I ask him where he's going and what he's doing. Why? Because I want to be able to maybe ride with him when he is going to run some errands, but I cannot do that if I do not know where he is going. It is so important for us to get up every day and say, God, what do you want to do today? God, where do you want me to do today? How do you want me to operate in these errands? I got these 15 things on my list. Is there one thing that's more important than the other one? Because I can't walk with him if I don't know where he is going. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty two, 22, King James Version. It says, and then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Tell your neighbor, I just believe God. Have faith in God. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean into your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your past. He will make straight your past. Many of us need to highlight this scripture right here because it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. How many of us in times past have leaned to our own understanding? God gave us an instruction about a job. He gave us an instruction about our relationship. He gave us an instruction about health. And instead of us making the decision that since we had heard from God to confer no longer with flesh and blood, we lean to our own understanding. 
God told us to move to a city and we said, but I don't want to leave my mama. So we lean to our own understanding. God told us not to leave a city. And we said, but everybody's getting a job there. And so we lean to our understanding. We dated people because we lean to our own understanding. We we took jobs. We eat food because we lean to our own understanding. But the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, how many of you know that if the scripture had to tell us to lean not to our own understanding, it is because we have a tendency to lean to our own understanding. We have a tendency to think we know best. Everybody just put this on your piece of paper in the comments. Say, I do not know better than God. I am not smarter than God. I am not smarter than God. And for many of us, we have to kill the pride in our lives that makes us think we are smarter than God. God will say, start a business. And you say, but I work and I have kids. Is God crazy? Does he not know that? God will put in your heart to get a house. And you'll say, but here's where my credit is. Does God not know that? We are not smarter than God. And he tells us we need to avoid the tendency to think that we are by leaning to our own understanding. How many of you would just admit that there have been times that the Lord has said something to you and your reply was something like that don't make sense. That just doesn't make sense. Why would you have me to do that? That just doesn't make sense. And one of the things we say in Fellowship of Champions a lot is that it may not make sense, but it does make God. And when you go with God, you're going to get supernatural results. When you go with God, you are going to get supernatural results. You want supernatural results? Go with God. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. So the path may not make sense at the start, but at the end, you will see what God has done. Amen. Let's look at Mark 9 and 23. It says, and Jesus said unto them, <coughs> if you can believe, all things are possible for the one who believes. If you can believe what God is saying to you about your health, you will see it. If you can believe what God is saying to you about your finances, about your children, about your relationships, you will see it. If you can believe God, I want to really in insert here. What he's saying here is that if you can believe what God said, all things are possible for the one who believes what God says. Can you believe what God says? Absolutely we can. Why? Because every one of us has been given the measure of faith. Tell your neighbor, I can believe God. I will believe God. I do believe God. If you can believe God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew 17 and 20. He says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. He says, listen, if you will believe me, you don't even have to have what you consider to be big faith. If you will just take what you consider to be your little faith, your mustard seed of faith, and you attach it to me, you can say to a situation, get up and get out of here and it will obey you. Nothing will be impossible to you. Say nothing that God has said about me is impossible. Even if it was impossible before God said it, the moment God said it, it became possible. Even if nobody in your circumstances and situation has ever owned a house, if nobody in your circumstance and situation has ever been healed, if nobody in your circumstance and situation has ever gotten off the medication, if nobody in your circumstance and situation has ever broken the, God, the glass ceiling, if you will believe God, you will begin to speak to that situation 
situation and say, become the will of God for my life. I challenge you to begin to speak to your finances and say, become the will of God for my life. I dare you to speak to your body and say, become the will of God for my life. Speak to your family and say, become the will of God for your life. I don't just mean right here, guys. I mean, tomorrow when your kid is acting crazy. I mean, tomorrow when you walk into that job where they don't pay you enough and they don't respect you. I don't want you to get frustrated. I don't want you to get aggravated. I want you to remember that you have decided to believe God for the impossible. And you begin to look at situations and say, you will become the will of God for my life. You must become the will of God for my life. Become the will of God for my life because nothing is impossible to me because I believe God. Amen. Listen, let's look at Mark. I mean, Matthew 21 and 22. <coughs> Matthew 21, 22. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. God, I'm asking you to manifest healing because I got faith. Because you said that you were Jehovah Jireh. I, I mean, Jehovah Rapha. I am asking you for breakthrough in my finances because you are Jehovah Jireh. I am asking you to free me from this cycle of sin because you are Jehovah Sikhanu, my righteousness. I am asking for it because you are the source. Say this, I ask God because he is the source. I believe God because he is the source. Other people out here looking for resources, baby, I'm attached to the source. I decree and declare there are going to be things that are going to happen in your life. And people are going to say, Santresa, who did you know? And she going to say, I knew God. I know God. They're going to say, how did you get the land? How did you get the promotion? How did you turn that around? How did you get that weight off? How did you get that, that medication? How did you start walking without a cane? And you're going to say, because I knew God. They're going to say, I've been trying to do this. You're going to say, but I knew God. And if you know God, he'll do it for you too. I believe God. I really believe that when we say, I know God, that is really saying, I have faith in God. That is not, I know the concept of God. I know God in the abstract. That is, I know the nature of God. And because I know the nature of God, I believe God. And I did it and it happened because I believe God. Glory to God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Tell your neighbor, say, we walk by faith, baby. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. What does that mean? Insert this here. We walk by what God said, not what we see. That's how you can modify that scripture. I believe I can do it because God said it, not because of what I see. In the natural, it may not look like there is any chance of it happening, but I believe it because of what God said. We walk by what God said, not by what we see. And when we walk by what God said, we change what we see. When we walk by what God said, we change what we see. Y'all need to come on and help me preach today. When we walk by what God said, we're going to change what we see. We walk by faith. We walk by what God said. It's not that we're ignoring what we see. It's that we believe what God said. We're not ignoring the doctor's report. We're not ignoring our credit score. We're not ignoring what they say about the economy. We just believe what God said more than we believe them. We believe God. I just believe God. And our last scripture that we're going to cover today is 1 John 5 and 4. It says, for everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. You ought to give God some praise. That means you overcome gas prices. That means you overcome grocery prices. That means you overcome bad doctor's reports. We overcome. Whoever is born of God is an overcomer. Shout, I'm an overcomer. I am an overcomer. So you need to say to whatever you're facing, your time is up because I'm an overcomer. Your time is up. You need to speak to your situations that don't look like God the way Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And you need to say, baby, you dried up. Now, I know you may still have leaves. You may look like you alive, but no, 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 baby. 
I have overcome you. I have overcome this doctor's report. I have overcome what they're doing in the job market. Baby, I am an overcomer. I dare some of y'all right now to speak to your situation just right now by faith and you begin to open up your mouth and say, I overcome you. I dare you to begin to say to that sickness in your body, you already dead. You don't even know it. Not my body, but you. You already dead. I dare you to say to what's in your account that's not enough. Baby, this is a dead situation. I am an overcomer. The Bible says for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Who is this for? Everybody. It says everyone born of God. So not just Pastor Ralph and Pastor Strick and not you, not just the leaders and not just you, not just the entrepreneurs and not you. It says everyone that is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. How do we overcome? Because we believe God. As I told you at the beginning, there are so many more scriptures. But what if you just meditated and quoted and looked at these scriptures in every translation for the next 30 days, the 10 scriptures that I gave you? What would happen to your faith? It would skyrocket. It would soar. We overcome the world. We get the victory through our faith. So those are our faith definite. I mean, our faith scriptures. Now we're about to go to our faith definition. At FOC, we have established a working definition that allows us to be aligned in our understanding. We taught a many week series on um, faith and we established a definition. And I want to see who can put the definition in there before they pull it up on the monitors. <clears throat> we have a definition and I want to see what is our faith definition champions. Come on, Kim Dennis, and the prize goes to Kim Dennis. We can put it up now. Faith is a supernatural force, belief, or power from God given to the believer to bring the will of God into the earth. I'm going to say it again because it's so good. Faith is a supernatural force, belief, or power from God given to the believer to bring the will of God into the earth. So literally, this means God desires to do something in your life. He gives you a me the measure of faith. He gives you his faith to bring his will for you into the earth. That's just good, guys. <clears throat> faith is the reality of God that changes the natural facts. Faith does not deny the existence of facts. Faith declares that God's truth is higher than those facts. If you don't have that definition, you need to get it down. Write it down right now. Put that. Can y'all put that definition back up so they can see that? Let's make sure that everybody has that. If you are a partner of FOC, whenever we are talking about faith, this is always the working definition that we are using. You need to write it. You need to memorize it. You need to know it. You need to speak it. Faith is the supernatural belief power from God given to the believer. Who's a believer? Me, whosoever, to bring the will of God into the earth. Faith is for God's will, not your will. So our job is to align our will with God's will so we can see his will come to pass. Amen? Listen, so we've covered what? Our faith scriptures. We had 10 of those. We've covered our faith definition. Give it to me one more time, those of you who will. We've covered our faith definition. Now what we want to do is we want to get into our faith expectations. When I have decided to believe God, what can I expect? What can I expect? When I have decided to believe, Pastor Sean, I am believing God for my health. Pastor Sean, I am believing God for my wealth. <clears throat> Pastor Sean, I am believing God for my family. What can I expect from God? Because see, if I don't know what to expect from God, I don't know it when it shows up. 
If I don't know what to expect from God, I don't know it when it shows up. And many of us have prayed and God gave answers, but because we did not know what to expect, we did not know the answer when it showed up. So let's talk about what we can expect from God. When we get in faith, the number one thing, the first thing we can expect from God is a plan of action. What does that mean? God is going to give you a set of instructions. We see this with the father, our father of faith, Abraham. When Abraham gets in faith, he says to Abraham, go to a place that I am going to show you. That was the instructions. Sometimes the instruction is get the yellow purse, Sean Strickland. Sometimes the instruction is Edwin Strickland, stop at the gas station that you don't like. When we get in faith, God is going to give us instructions. Can you put this on your page and in the comments? Do not ignore the instructions of God. Many people are still waiting on an answer because you ignored the instruction. God is going to give you a plan of action. What does that mean? A plan of action is not always 27 steps. There are many of you that you may not be feeling well. Your health may not be the best. And God said to you, stop drinking sodas. Tell your neighbor that's a plan of action. He just gave you a plan of action. You don't feel well. Your, your blood sugar is up. You got headaches all the time. He says, stop drinking sodas. That is a plan of action. Drink more water. That is a plan of action. Get seven hours of rest. That is a plan of action. I believe that many times we want God to give us something big to do, but we ignore the little things he tells us to do. How many of you right now can see that God has given you a plan of action and sometimes you've ignored that plan? Sometimes you've ignored it because it didn't make sense. But can we be honest? Sometimes you ignore the plan of action because it's not what you wanted to do. Sometimes you may be talking to God about finances and he will say, I need you to forgive your father. And you like, but I need more money. He like, I need you to forgive your father. You say, God, I need more money. He said, I need you to forgive your father. Tell your neighbor, say that's a plan of action. Because God already knows what he's going to do. So many of us right now need to make a shift. If, I need you to be honest with me. If you have an instruction that you know you have not been consistently doing, but you are making a decision today because you want this third quarter to be the best quarter of your life to obey that instruction, say, I'm shifting. I'm shifting. Many of you are like, why do I still have this headache? Why do I still have this weight? Why do I still have this conflict with my husband? Because when the Lord told you to be quiet, that was a plan of action. Um, that was a plan of action. And can I tell y'all something about the plan of action? The plan of action does not always come directly from the Holy Ghost. The plan of action does not always come directly from the Holy Ghost. Pastor Ralph was talking about this. I didn't know this at the time, but he's talked about it at Refresh. Pastor Ralph was diagnosed with diabetes a couple of years ago. And the Lord said when he got the diagnosis, the Lord told him, this is not your forever. So Ralph began to do the things that the Lord was telling him to do. The doctors were telling him to do. And he said he had gotten to the point that he was really putting a demand over not just managing diabetes, but being free from diabetes because that was the word that he had from the Lord. Now, I didn't know that a couple of days before he had prayed to the Lord and said, hey, I'm really at the end of this and I'm ready to see what you said. I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw this video about how people get rid of diabetes, how people reverse diabetes. I immediately think of Ralph and I send the video to Ralph and it was about how so many people reverse diabetes with a plant-based diet. Let me parenthetically insert that when we say plant-based, plant-based and vegan are not necessarily synonyms because many people who are vegans eat a lot of processed food, but it was very specifically a plant 
based diet. Ralph, literally, I don't even know if he watched the whole video. He just responded back and said, I'm in. And I was like, you don't have to do it because I said it. Ralph was like, I've been praying about this and you randomly send me a video and I know you hear from God. You didn't send me this video on accident. I'm all in. And over the last several weeks, Ralph has seen his blood sugar tremendously decrease. He is not having to take his meds because a plan of action does not always come from God directly. Sometimes we're going to pray about something and then somebody is going to raise up and give us an instruction. Now, here's what Ralph could have done because y'all may not know this about Ralph. One of the things I know about Ralph is Ralph loved me. I know that Ralph loved to grill. Ralph got a grill. He got a smoker. What's that other thing they got in the backyard? What well, we got one too. But it's that. But listen, if it's an opportunity to go outside and do some food, Ralph is with it. But you know what Ralph decided? He loved what God wanted for him more than he loved me. A plan of action. Tell you they were plan of action. See, I'm just trying to stare y'all. I'm just trying to stare y'all that many of you already have the plan and you're frustrated because you want God to say something else. You want God to give you Courtney's plan, but God is not obligated to give you Courtney's plan. Why? Because the plan of action that God gives for you is going to be specifically tailored for you. Can I also say this to you? Because I think this is really important, especially if you marry, is that many times God gives us a plan and we try to make everybody else go on the plan. So God tell, told you to eat less sugar. And so now you're trying to police your family. God told you to be plant-based and you're trying to police your family. In the famous words of San Teresa, how about you drink your water and mind the business that God gave you? How about you become a testimony before you become a dictator? Become a testimony, not a dictator. Become a testimony, not a dictator, right? So he's going to give us a plan of action. Do what he tells you to do. Number two, after he gives you a plan of action, he's going to begin to give you wisdom. He's going to give you wisdom. When we are in faith, we can expect God to give us wisdom. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. Now, let me give you, let's stay on this plant-based journey right here, for, because many of you have been called to a plant-based lifestyle. Now, let me say this, because I don't want y'all to be triggered and drop off the lie. I am not a person who believes that everybody should be completely plant-based. I do believe that the research is clear that most people eat too much meat and that when you are face fighting underlying causes and you have too much meat, too much processed food, too much dairy, and too much sugar, your body cannot fight the disease because your body is taking all of its energy in order to digest the food that is too much. But you do with that what you want to. Now listen, wisdom is going to look like that even though I am plant-based and Ralph is plant-based, that our plant-based journey does not look the same. Here is an example. I eat a lot of watermelon on my plant-based journey, but Pastor Ralph does not because the appropriate application for wisdom for him showed him that eating a lot of watermelon caused his blood sugar to spike, which worked against his goal. So instead, he had to go and say, which fruit can I eat that will not spike my blood sugar? And that happens to be berries, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. That is wisdom. Is this helping y'all? Because I need us to know practically how to walk out the word. Right now we're using, right now we're using food. But next week, it could be about money. Next week, the week after that, it could be about marriage. At the end of the day, he's going to give us a plan, but he's going to give us an appropriate application. So we're both asking about fruit and God is saying to me to eat watermelon. He's saying, Ralph, to eat blackberries. If either one of us comes over and starts doing what God told the other one to do, we're going to be frustrated. Many times we ignore the wisdom of God trying to follow somebody else. Now, I want you to see this. Even though I was the one who shared the video with Ralph, it did not mean I had all his answers. He's responsible for getting the wisdom of God, right? 
Now, so we're going to get a plan of action. Number two, we're going to get some wisdom. The Bible says if anybody lacks wisdom, let them ask of God. God, okay, God, I believe I'm supposed to be plant-based. God, how much meat should I eat a week? God, how much sweets can I have a week? God, is it okay for me to drink any soda still? God, I need wisdom. Tell your neighbor to say, put this in the comments. God, I need wisdom. I need plan, a plan, and I need the appropriate application of knowledge. I need to know exactly how to implement this plan to get the results that you said for me. I need wisdom. I know you told me to get into real estate, God, but I need wisdom. Am I supposed to be flipping houses? Am I supposed to be doing Airbnbs? Am I supposed to be doing apartments? Am I supposed to be in a partnership deal? Am I supposed to be doing REITs? What am I supposed to be doing? God, I know you said I'm supposed to do this right here, but how am I supposed to do it? God, I know you said you wanted to heal my marriage, but how am I supposed to do it? He may be telling one spouse to talk more. He may be telling another spouse to talk less because you talk too much. We need wisdom. What is the appropriate application? So we need a plan. We need wisdom. And then we believe for favor. Man, I love favor. And if you miss Friday, you need to get this teaching. Favor is when God raises up somebody to use their power, strength, and ability on your behalf. Favor is his unearned, undeserved kindness. Favor is when God helps. Tell your neighbor, say, we need favor. We need favor. We expect favor. I want to give you this one little tidbit right here. One of the challenges with many people is that you think you deserve favor. You do not deserve favor. You do, you do not deserve favor. Jesus deserves favor. But we expect favor because it is a gift. When I begin to hear people say things like, I deserve to make that. I deserve that new job. I deserve this kind of husband. I understand that you are now operating by a world point of view because the only thing we deserve is sin, death, and destruction and hell. But because of Jesus, somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have access to favor. Now, I'm going to give you a very practical example that you guys can understand. Many of you know that we bought Canaan a brand new BMW. We bought Canaan brand new BMW um, before she turned 16, and that was an act of our favor towards Canaan. We take care of the maintenance. We take care of the gas. We take care of everything related to that car. Canaan is the recipient of an unearned gift, a undeserved gift. So if Canaan comes in here and says, I deserve to drive this car, if Canaan comes in and says, I deserve for you to put gas in this car, Canaan has misappropriated and misunderstood favor. Canaan does not drive that BMW because she deserves it. She drives that BMW because of the kindness and the goodness of her parents. You need to understand that the favor of God on your life, you do not deserve it, but you do have access to it. I have access to the favor of God. So I don't get to come in places. I expect favor everywhere I go, but I don't go in any place demanding favor. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to make sure we're really clear about this because we're really going to press on favor in this last quarter. I need you to understand you have access to favor. Why do you have access to favor? Because it's a gift. It's a gift. I Can you imagine if, if we put in the comments that Canaan had the nerve to come in and say to us, I deserve to drive that car. Y'all would be like, Canaan is out of her mind. Well, you are out of your mind when you are trying to tell the Lord what you deserve. You do not deserve his gifts, but you have access to his gifts. And one of the gifts we have access to is favor. Tell your neighbor, say, the favor of God surrounds me like a shield.
Now, what that really means, begins to mean is that I get excited when favor works for me and when favor works for Chris, because every moment may not be my favor. Now, I'm going to say this to you. If you're believing God for a promotion and I know, listen, hear what I'm about to say. You stick with me. Hear what I'm about to say. I know that there is adversary at adversity against us. If you're black, if you're a woman, I know that there are things that are trying to keep you. I know that there is a system. And if you are not careful, you will get so focused on who is against you that you will forget that favor is for you. Hear what I'm saying. I am not telling you to bury your head in the sand and to pretend that there are not people who would try to oppress you because of your gender or the color of your skin. I am telling you to remember that the favor of God is working for you. That means that even when it seems like somebody got what you were qualified for, you got to open your mouth and say, but the favor of God is still working for me. It may not be at this job, but there is a promotion with my name on it. Why? Because there is favor that surrounds me like a shield. These people may not recognize it, but there is favor that surrounds me like a shield. And because of the favor that surrounds me like a shield, I know that somewhere God is raising up people to use their power and their influence on my behalf. Now, I want to tell you this one last thing about favor. One of the best ways to keep the flow of favor going besides obedience, because it's always obedience, is look for who you can favor. Who can you use your power? Who can you use your influence? And who can you use your resources to help them with the will of God? If you sow favor, you will receive favor. See, the problem with thinking you deserve favor is that it can create a very selfish, spoiled mentality. So I only see the favor of God when it's me. When it's me, but when it's Shavandra's time, I'm salty because it's Shavandra's time. When it's Shavandra's time to go on the vacation, when it's Courtney's time to get the house, I'm feeling some kind of way in my chest. I'm like, well, I'm believing for a house today too. No, I'm so excited that Courtney found her set house. I'm so excited that Kristen got her set car. I'm so excited about that because favor is working. Number four, so a plan of action, wisdom, favor. Number four, miracles. This is what we always say about miracles. A miracle are supernatural acts that are not explicable by nature or scientific laws, meaning it cannot be accounted for or understood. It is therefore considered to be a work of divine agency. And while we cannot always predict a miracle, we can always be in expectation of one. Basically, God does miracles. We stand in faith and God does miracles. So let me give you a good example. There are many of you that are believing for, um, you are believing for a supernatural debt cancellation. God may give you a plan that allows you to pay those debts off for of three years, but God could also raise up somebody to just come and write you a check. The reality of it is, is that somebody just coming to write you a check would be a miracle, but you cannot predict that. So what I cannot say is I'm going to ignore the plan that God has given me because I've decided that what I want is a miracle. Is that tracking for everybody? There are people who supernaturally lose weight. One time I ministered in a place and a girl forgave her father and she literally supernaturally lost like 40 pounds in two weeks. Listen, that is absolutely amazing that it happened. How many of you know most of us are not going to lose 40 pounds in two weeks? How many of you know that most of us will have to decrease our calories and increase our activity? I don't get to say because so-and-so, they are supernaturally... Um, um, lost 40 pounds in two weeks, then now what I'm about to do is I'm just going to eat what I want to and God need to do it for me too. We are not entitled. What we are is we are grateful kids who get to receive. And sometimes we get a miracle. Come on and praise the Lord. Say, thank God for miracles. I cannot predict a miracle, but I can always expect a miracle. And then number five, in my faith, in my faith expectations, I can expect strength to endure till change come. There's a scripture I believe in. First Timothy is not in the notes. And it says, endure hardness like a good soldier. And um, Paul says, I have learned to be content at all times. 
It is so important for us to understand that God will give us strength to endure till change comes. Everything may not happen tomorrow, but we believe we receive it. And we have got to grow up and develop the mental fortitude because we are champions. We do not cave in. We do not quit. We do not back down. We do not turn. We do not relent and we do not retreat off of what God said because we face adversity. I used to say this years ago and I think we'll just resurrect it today. Don't be a faith punk. Don't run from every bit of adversity. Don't let every no talk you out of what God said. Don't let every delay make you think God isn't against, isn't for you, that God is favoring somebody and never picking you. Don't be a faith punk. Champions cannot be faith punks. We got to get some fortitude about us. We got to get some endurance about us. It may be hard, but we can do hard things until they become easy. We are engineered to overcome success. We don't, our circumstances don't dominate us. We dominate our circumstances. Tell your neighbor, I am not a faith punk. I don't run from trouble. I use my faith to bring trouble into to subjection. I need faith to endure till change comes. Because some things go happen immediately. And some things I'm going to have to walk it out. I'm going to tell your neighbor, sometimes you just got to walk it out. You have to walk it out. You got to walk out your children coming back to the Lord. You got to walk out that marriage being repaired. You got to walk out getting that new job. Sometimes you may have to apply for 35 jobs. You got to walk it out. We are not faith punks. I don't run from trouble. I use my faith to bring things into subjection. In fact, y'all know one of my favorite movies is Tombstone. Some of y'all need to get you some doc, um, some doc in your life that when trouble shows up and they say, do you want this trouble? You say, I will be your huckleberry because I am anointed for this. Tell your neighbor, I'm anointed to overcome trouble. I am anointed to overcome debt. I am anointed to overcome faith challenges. I am anointed for, baby, I will be your huckleberry. I got what it takes. I wish somebody would get stared up in your heart and say to your, say to your finances, baby, I got what it takes. You pick the right one. You pick the right one, baby, because I got what it takes. I got what it takes to get a new job. I got what it takes to get this weight off. I got what it takes to turn this situation around. I'm anointed for this. Come on and give God some praise. Give God some praise. We're going to go to our faith benefits. I done got stared up, baby. You picked the right one, baby. You picked the right one. Maybe somebody else don't know that they engineer for this. Maybe somebody else don't know who they are in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, you picked the right one, baby. I am anointed for this. I got what it takes. And then you got to develop a coach prime mentality. I love what he said yesterday. He said, you better get us now. Why? Because every week they getting better. Listen, people thought they would go get blown out. Baby, if they had just had them a little more time, USC got nervous at the end. Baby, listen, it may seem like you losing now, but you better say, baby, you, you should have got me now. Baby, you should have got me now. If you couldn't take me out now, you sure can't take me out tomorrow, baby, because I have a winner's mentality. And one of the things that I think that Coach Prime teaches us is that you don't always have to be winning on the scoreboard to be winning. He is counting it as a win every week that they get better. He, I, I love what he said. He said that he loved that the team did not get down when the score was down. Some of you got to learn to stop getting down when the scoreboard is down. You got to learn to stop caving in and quitting in the face of adversity. You got to learn how to put your face to the grind and keep growing even when it looks like nothing is going to change because you may not be looking like you're winning in the natural, but you are winning because something supernatural is happening for you. You got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You got to stop putting your head down. You got to stop wanting a pity party. You got to stop getting around people who say things like, it don't never work out for me. Listen, I love what Keyshawn just said. Y'all put that up. She said, I checked my blueprints, baby. I'm engineered for this. 
Now, see, everybody ought to take that. I checked the blueprints, baby. I'm engineered for this. I'm winning every day. I'm winning every day. I'm winning every day. I checked my blueprints. I checked my DNA. I checked where I came from. I checked my identity. Oh, not what my mama and them did. No, no, no. I checked Jesus' blueprints. I'm engineered from this. I got the DNA of God. I'm engineered from this. I'm engineered to overcome. Baby, I don't keep running. I don't keep tucking my head. I don't. I love what Chris said. Rip me out the plastic, baby. I'm a winner. Y'all preaching better than I'm preaching now. Come on. You got to learn how to stare yourself up all right let's go ahead let's do our faith benefits we just gonna go through these real quickly baby i checked the blueprints i'm engineered for this i checked the blueprints i'm engineered for this baby that's all in my soul i checked the blueprints i'm engineered for this Oh, God needed somebody to stand and believe God for a house so he could they could testify of his goodness baby i'm engineered for it God needs somebody to stand for their kids. I'm engineered for it. God needs somebody to climb the corporate ladder. I'm engineered for it. God needs me to be the first entrepreneur that makes a million dollars in my life. I'm engineered for it, baby. I'm, I checked the blueprints. See, some of you looking at the wrong blueprints. You looking at the blueprints from your natural, what your mama did, what your daddy did. No, no, no. What Keyshawn was telling us is we checked Jesus' blueprints. We looked in his blueprints. We engineered for this. Let's do these faith benefits. We're going to do them real fast. Number one, what are the benefits? Once we get an expectation, faith pleases God and obtains a good report. We saw that in Hebrews 11. Number two, faith gives us the victory. We saw that in 1 John 5 and 4. It gives us victory over life circumstance. Number three, it gives us access to the impossible. We saw that in the scripture in Matthew 17. Number four, he gives us health and wealth, divine health and wealth. We saw that um, in 3 John. We didn't go to it today. It says, beloved, above all, I wish that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And number five, we rewards. Faith allows us to receive the rewards God has for us. I want us to be clear. What is a reward? A reward is a gift in recognition of service or effort. So God don't even need us to be perfect. He just needs us to be in the game and then he begins to reward us. Everybody knows this, a good teacher will reward their students, even if they don't get everything perfect. If you see a student that begins to walk by, to walk, work on their multiplications, and maybe they, they get a most improved award. They get a faithfulness award. They get a come to school every day award. There are rewards that are just recognition of your effort that you said, God, I'm committed. I'm trying. I'm, I'm walking this out. Listen, now let's do our daily practices. This was a part of the faith teaching. So you've heard this. We got five daily practices. Is this, is this teaching helping you guys? Listen, so we started with our faith definition. I, I mean, our faith scriptures. After our faith scriptures, then we did our faith definition. And then we did our expectations and our benefits. We talked about the five faith expectations. We just talked about the five benefits. But now here's how we practice. Tell your neighbor, here's how we practice. We just talked about being a winner. We just talked about being like, um, we just talked about being um, like Coach Prime. Here is our daily practice. What's our daily practice? Number one, we got to hear the word. Romans 10 and 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Number two, we got to believe and receive the word. You got to believe that you're engineered because you checked the blueprint. You got to believe that this is how you overcome. You got to believe that you receive. You got to stop saying stuff like God will do it for Chris, but he won't do it for me. You got to believe and receive. You got to say, I take that for my life. I, listen, there are some of you that you're in a bad situation right now. And me and Nitra was talking about this yesterday, but it's several of you that you're in a bad situation right now. But if you will walk this out next year, you'll live in your own house and you'll testify that God did it. But you got to believe and receive. You can't say, I don't know how it happened for me. You got to say, no, I believe I receive that. Number three, you got to speak the word. You got to say what God is saying. You got to, the song, it says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. No, I believe what God said. I speak the word. I train my mouth not to speak against God's prosperity at work in my life. Number four, you got to radically obey God. Radically obey God. Stop 
negotiating your obedience. Stop trying to do the minimum. Get all in the game. I don't remember the young man's name, but back to Coach Prime, there was a young man that was a, um, a, a really good player, and he's not playing. And one of the things that um, Coach Prime said that I thought was really interesting when the commentators asked him, I mean, when the reporters asked him why the young man wasn't playing, he said, because every week I have them to give me the film because I want to know who studied the film. So I, I checked to see which players studied the film. And he has he doesn't study the film enough. And I would be a fool to put him in the game when he's not prepared. So you need to understand that your faith walk right now is preparing you for the next. So you need to understand that learning how to use faith to pay your bills right now, that's how you're going to be able to believe God for the house. You need to understand that God is not setting you up for failure, so he's not going to put you in a game that you're not prepared for. So whatever's in front of you right now, you're prepared for, but it's your responsibility to study the film. Tell your neighbor, it's your responsibility to study the film. What's the film, class? What's the film? Reading your Bible? What's the film? Going over these notes? Basically, here is what Coach Prime is saying. Coach Prime, if he was a pastor, this is what he would be saying. He would be saying, every week I'm checking to see, not just did you come to class, but did you go over the notes? Did you learn how to understand where you should be at the right time? Did you also learn what your enemy was going to do so that when your enemy did it, it didn't take you by surprise? He says, I want you to study the film. It is my responsibility to go over the film. And then number five, I'm going to praise God for the victory. I want you to just take 13 seconds right now, and I want you to begin to give God praise that this is the best quarter of your life so far, the best quarter of 2023. I want you to thank God for faith. I want you to thank him for the plan of action. I want you to thank him that you can study the film. I want you to thank him that you're overcoming. I want you to thank him for the house. I want you to thank him for the wealth. I want you to thank him for your kids coming back to the Lord, coming to the Lord. I want you to give God praise and then we're going to end with a faith declaration. That faith declaration is going to go out in this week's notes. Has this teaching blessed you? Man, God, I thank you. I thank you that the champions are rising. I thank you that the families of FOC, they will be a testimony in the earth. I thank you that you are doing things in our lives and people will say, how did you do it? And you, we will say that we did it because of the goodness of God. People will say, who did you know? And you will say, I know God. And God is going to raise up people to do for you what you could not do for yourself. And God is giving you the strength to do what you can do. I thank you that we are an obedient people. I thank you that we are a faithful people. I thank you that we are not faith punks. I thank you that we are engineered to overcome and that we operate in the principles of God and we see your provision vision. I thank you that we check the blueprint and we see we are engineered for this. Here's the declaration. I declare that I am a born again believer. And because of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have been made righteous with God and have access to all of the benefits, privileges, rewards, and provisions of the kingdom. I understand that everything in the kingdom is received by faith. Therefore, I daily choose to walk by faith and not by sight. I stand in expectation to receive the plans, wisdom, favor, miracles, and strength to endure that I need to walk out God's will for my life. I study and meditate on the word of God so that I can think, speak, and do the word consistently. My faith is full because I give the word first place in my life. I do not faint in the day of adversity because my faith in God sustains me and leads me to victory. I will see in my reality what God has said in his word. I do not allow time to wear me out. I give God glory and boldly declare it is finished. Praise God for the victory. Man, that's our teaching for today. Now, it's your opportunity to give. Now, the first thing some of you may want to give is your life to the Lord. The first thing you may want to give is your life to the Lord. If you want to give your life to the Lord today, if you want to come back into good fellowship with God, then listen, what you need to do is say, it's me. I'm coming home. It is time for some of you to come home. You just out here getting your tail toe up in the seams for no reason. Come home. 
out here living in the streets, living in the pig pen when you're supposed to be living in the palace. Come home. Ain't you tired of that yet? Ain't you tired of getting your heart broke? Ain't you tired of going down through there? Come home. If you're coming home, say I'm coming home. But now for those of us who are partners, we are 100% tithing church. Listen, we do give LaFi, push, pay, tithely, and text to give. Listen, if you're an international partner, we do PayPal. Listen, come home. Listen, come home. Come home in your giving. Some of you haven't been tithing. You haven't been sowing. Come home. Come on and live this good life with us because it's going to be the best season of your life if you walk it out with God. Now, remember with all of our announcements, I told you last week that I was going to give you an update because many of you sold into um, a partner that we were helping out. Pastor Edwin spent the week doing some deep work helping out. And basically, we're going to have a testimony for you guys. It's going to blow you away what God has done in a week. But by next Sunday, it's going to blow you away what God has done in two weeks. And next Sunday when Pastor Edwin is back, we're going to tell you what we've done for this partner. You can still sow. You can sow by in your offering, making a special thing and say for partner need. You can also send the money to Pastor Strick. Money Strick, we did use um, some the money that you sent last week to meet the needs, some immediate needs. But let me tell you something. Next week when we come and give you this testimony, it's going to blow you away. If you have been blessed by this teaching, what I need you to do is make sure you like it. What I need you to do is make sure that you share it. And then you know what I need you to do? You need to go preach this to somebody. You need to go preach this to somebody. We hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Don't forget, it is Ministers Appreciation Month. We're going to be celebrating all of our leaders this month, all of our ministers. We have some great ministers and who help us run this ministry and help us grow you up in the things of God. And so um, we're excited about this month. We're going to bless them. We're going to love on them. And so we're just so thankful. And so if this blessed you, oh, yes. And if you want to be a partner, and let me tell you something in case you don't know this, you do want to be a partner at FOC. Baby, it's going, winning is going on over here. You want to be a partner at FOC. And you don't want to be one of them passive partners who would like have a gym membership and don't never go. You want to get involved in what's going on over here because we winning over here, baby. And let me tell you something. If you hang with me and Pastor Strick long enough, you may come thinking you a loser, but you won't stay that way. I guarantee you that you won't stay that way. You may show up thinking that you can't. You may show up thinking that this is as good as it gets. But if you hang with us, you won't stay that way. So we love you. God bless you. Have an amazing day. And we are out. We will see you at all of the um, um, announcements at the announced activities this week. Be blessed. Have a great day.